I will uh, turn off my video to add the bandwidth. Yeah. Maybe Kyle, can you turn off the video? Yeah, so Kyle, could you turn off your video? And that'll give me more bandwidth for the videos that I'm going to show. They'll play more smoothly. Thank you. Okay, mine is turned off. Oh, that's interesting. Everybody disappeared. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm going to paste some links here into the chat. See if that works. Excellent. Okay. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, uh, when you're shooting 360 degree video, you typically run into two problems. Uh, first, since the camera's resolution covers the full 360 degrees, any view that you choose from within that video will cover a smaller angle and thus have significantly less resolution. The second problem is, where do you put the camera crew so that they don't show up in the shot? A fairly new drone product, the Insta360 Sphere, claims to solve that. Note that it's a 360-degree camera that can be attached to a DJI Mavic Air 2 or 2S drone. And so here's the promo video from Insta360, and I put a link to the videos that I'm going to show in the chat. Uh, so let's see if I can get to that. Here's the promo video. So I'm Gene, also known as Potato Jet on YouTube, where I take cameras out into the field and try not to crash drones. I'm still working on the last part. What's really cool about Insta360 is that all I have to worry about when I'm filming is hitting that record button and just generally placing the camera where it needs to be. Then later I get to compose that shot afterwards. And now we can have it in a drone. I'm super excited to try out the Insta360 Sphere, the new invisible drone 360 camera. I'm a fan of the new camera. It's this nice, clean unibody design that has the lenses built in the battery, the memory card, and you just wrap it around. It takes five or 10 seconds to install and you're good to go. So we're hanging out with my buddy, Oscar, who's gonna be doing some cool tricks on his bike. Now, I think the most exciting thing about the Insta360 Sphere is that there are no limits on what kind of shots you can get. There's actually a lot of AI technology inside of the app, which will do a lot of the work for you to really match up with your vision. You can still record with your primary camera. If you miss the composition, you can pull from a secondary camera. So it completely stitches out the drone. It's not going to get your propellers or aircraft in the shop. Being able to fly without worrying about the composition is just like a whole different experience. You get the drone in the right position and then the framing gets done afterwards. The camera avoids all the sensors, so there's no interference issues with the GPS or anything like that. You're able to fly just as you would without it on. We have flow state stabilization. So even if your flying's a little bit rough, you're gonna end up with a super smooth shot. So it's easy to attach, it's easy to fly. Aerial 360 videos are super easy now. 
shoot now and you point later, right? When you're flying, you're the pilot, but then later on, you are the cinematographer that gets to go and frame up your shots. You're able to get these kinds of shots with a beginner set of skills. With the Insta360 Sphere, it's easier than ever to get impossible drone shots. Okay. So did that video play fairly smoothly? Yes. Yeah, it looks really good. Yes, yes, it did. Yes. Okay, good. Um, let's go to the next one here. Now... <clears throat> I've also included a link to the following video, which I highly recommend. It provides a good overview of the product, and here's some additional footage shot with the Insta360 Sphere from that video. There's also on the app, it's got Shot Lab. So if you're not comfortable at first doing your own editing, this will take the clips that you've just recorded and give you options of different creative ideas, what you can do automatically. So on this example here, this is the horizon tilt. And this will mimic some inception-like flying where the drone looks like it's, it's spinning like this, but really it's not, it's just flying forwards. But you get this really cool looking shot. And there are dozens and dozens of different automated shots that you could all create through the apps. And by changing the direction of all the footage, you can then mimic FPV style flying as well. So you can change directions, you can add flips, you can add banks, you can create really good looking FPV style shots but simply just by flying forwards up or down with your drone, you can get shots just like this. Relate to the actual specs of both these cameras. Okay. Um, it shoots at 5.7K, by the way, and it will let you shoot raw and HDR. So there's more. If you, if you check out that video, I've just shown you a small portion of it. It'll give you uh, a lot more information. Now, I've heard some users reporting stitching problems, uh, particularly when the drone changes speed, and some complain of vibration and rolling shutter artifacts as well. Some users also say that the desktop app provided by Insta360 is much better than the phone app. So when you're editing your videos uh, in post-production, you're probably a lot better off with the desktop app. Uh, I'll play just the intro of the next video, which I highly recommend which describes these problems and provides workarounds to solve them. Plus it covers alternative drones. 
I've also put a link to it in the chat. So let's play that. That is pretty cool, right? So this new invisible drone form in Star 360 allows you to capture some very interesting FPV light video without knowing how to fly an FPV. Nope. I will teach you how to create that video you just watched step by step with or without the Instar360 sphere. This unbiased review video will go beyond what you already know of the Instar360 sphere. Compare it with my Mavic 3 and Instar360 ONE X2, professional setup, and the Beta FPD Pebble360 ONE R drone to tell you 10 things you have not heard on the internet. So don't buy the Instar360 sphere just yet until you watch this video. Let's go. Okay, that's all that I'm going to show of that particular video. Um, if you notice, here, let me get my notes back here. If you notice the thin red drone in that clip, uh, that's called the PAVO 360, P-A-V-O 360, no spaces. Uh, that may be a better drone for 360 degrees shooting indoors. That's because the top and bottom cameras are closer together, which should make the stitching better when viewing closer objects. Uh, check out the rest of that video for more info about that. Um, I'm not going to show the video, but I'm providing one more link to a presentation that shows you how to remove the sound of the drone from the video, which appears to be doable. Uh, you need that if the drone is near actors. So I'll show you the video links one more time and paste them again into the chat. And... So that's it. Uh, do you have any questions? Oh, those are really good. Yeah, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing. Good, yeah, yeah. Good presentation. Yeah, yeah the yeah. the Pavo three hundred and sixty drone. I checked that out a little bit. Um, unfortunately, it only has a a battery life of like somewhere between three and seven minutes, depending on what you're doing, and um, so indoors, that's probably not too much of a problem because you can just very quickly, you know, slap in new battery packs. Uh, but if you're outdoors, you know, that means you have to land that drone before those batteries uh, wear out. And so um, that could be a little bit dicey outdoors. And it's got no GPS. 
So which would make it a little bit more difficult to fly outdoors, but indoors, you're not going to get a GPS signal anyways. So um, that doesn't matter, but it is an expensive system to get that and the, the 360 degree camera add on for it um, would cost you probably a little over a thousand dollars. So it's not a cheap setup. The, uh, the Insta360 Sphere, the camera alone costs, I think it's on discount right now. Uh, it's selling for around $390. Plus you have to buy the Maverick 2 or 2S drone. And um, depending on which of those you get, it's it's going to be probably around $1,000 or more. So um, this stuff isn't cheap. But if you're doing 360 video production, it's an interesting it's an interesting approach. Yeah. So, so, so I think all those are great. Uh, Jim, are you going to produce a lot of like 360 uh, videos? I've shot some 360 stuff before. And in fact, one in that last video, one of the things they talk about mm. is using an, a nine foot pole mm. instead of a drone. Of course, you don't need any permission yeah. to mm. shoot with a nine foot pole, whereas you yeah. do for a drone. Yeah, so, right. um, that's interesting. And it's always interesting to get your camera up in the air a little bit. Mm. And I've shot actually before with something similar to that. I've, I shot with a Ricoh Theta mm. 360 degree camera mm. on a uh, six foot uh, pole. And um, I walked around uh, through downtown Pasadena with that. Mm. And um, this, the interesting thing is nobody looked at me at all. Nobody paid any attention at all. Now, maybe th they thought I was just crazy and they were thinking, don't look at him. Don't look at him. He's crazy. Uh, but nobody paid attention. And, you know, so that put me up, uh, put the camera up uh, maybe about uh, 10, 11 feet. And um, you can see a lot of things that you normally can't see from eye level view when you're like 10 feet off the ground. And, you know, like if you walk through next to a construction site, you can see all the construction, which they normally block off. And um, so it's sort of cool. Uh, and, and the camera, I doubt that anyone could have actually seen the camera, which was only, uh, you know, the size of your thumb. And it was probably difficult to see me because of the base uh, that it was mounted on was probably as big as, as, as I was looking down from the camera. So it's sort of cool. Uh, so a nine foot pole would, would be sort of cool. I have constructed a 16 foot tripod before. Mm, and, yeah. uh, shot from that with a pair of um, uh, GoPro like cameras. Mm. Uh, and so you get th stereo 3D from that. And that worked out very well. Um, but uh, those the 16 foot, uh, tripod just scares the heck out of me because if it should fall down in the wind or something like that i mean you could do some significant damage so um so anyways that's some other stuff that you can do yeah thank you so much for sharing uh all those pretty cool stuff with us and uh yeah i, I yeah yeah I, yeah I don't know because I, I i'm going to move to san francisco so yeah, I haven't really explored their, uh, the, the area. And I know I saw there are a lot of mountains in National Park. Maybe I was wrong. And I saw like, you know, there are a lot of lagoons. 
It's really cool. Yeah, it's I I don't know. I I, I really don't really I, I really don't know that area, but it it might be cool to have a drone, you know, flying all over the the city yeah. and there are a lot of mountains, so, you know, some combinations. That would be cool. Yeah. I know the the federal government uh just instituted in September some new drone rules. And I so I don't know how this all shakes out with the yeah country. yeah the city can can city fly on top because I remember when I work in uh, West Hollywood and they have a, a a restricted role about drone because there are a lot of celebrities well be you know in Hollywood yeah. Boulevard right and uh, it seems like there is a really famous hotel called Roosevelt. Hotel, I don't know, I, I forgot the name of it, but uh, it's a very famous hotel and there are a lot of celebrities, you know, go there and they, they have pool and it's, you know, open area. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people said that, you know, before they can see a lot of drones flying, you know, oh, on really? top of, you know, the, 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 the pool area and trying to shoot some celebrities. So, yeah, yeah so it, it, it seems like good and bad, you know, um, if, you know, the celebrity and they, you know, it, it feels like there is no privacy for, you know, people who go out in the outdoor or, you know, there's uh, there's no selling and, you know, it's like an open area. And and You're what if... You're not supposed to be flying it above people. Um, Santa Monica has outlawed, has outlawed drones. Oh, outlawed uh, drones. Yeah, the police there use them. I was shooting a panorama on Santa Monica Beach one night and... Um, the uh the police flew a drone over me oh my and god and i thought i thought well that's interesting at least i'm protected they're sitting there staring at me with my camera gear and everything huh. and um uh in fact it showed up in my my shot which was interesting it had mm -hmm. an interesting streak in my shot uh <clears throat> so i like that um mm -hmm. but you can't fly drones in santa monica with the new federal regulations you're sp supposed to have a facility on your drone you're supposed to add like a little transmitter to it which adds weight to the drone reduces battery life and that transmitter will send out a signal uh to like the the faa or the police or whatever that will tell where you launched your drone at what time you launched it and where you're at constantly while you're flying your drone wow. and um and then, you know, it ends its transmission when you land. And I, kn I know the drone manufacturers were not too happy about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've implemented that in their drones. I know at the time DJI hadn't because they wanted to implement their own system. So they were upset about this system. And um, so I don't know. I haven't checked lately how that's shaken out in the market and how it's affected uh, the drone users and so forth. Also, you, they were very strict about where you could fly your drones. Uh, you know, the FAA has a sort of a licensing process that you can go through to become like a professional drone pilot, uh, licensed drone pilot. Uh, but without that, there are only certain areas that you can fly your drone. Mm -hmm. and so, so anyways, that's another wrinkle, another complication. Um, lately, I guess the people have been, somebody who was flying drones over Washington, D.C. into mm -hmm. restricted areas that they weren't supposed to fly in, and they had hacked 
the software on the drone so that it could fly into those areas. And so, you know, there's going to be an investigation of who's doing that and what they're doing and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a developing area. And yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that if, for example, like, um, can I ask you when you fly uh, your drone uh, in Santa Monica, is the police, they show up as a drone or like a police drone show up or the real police show up? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I suppose if they had information from your drone, then they could send you some sort of violation because oh. they're identified. Um, otherwise, I, I know, um, <clears throat> for example, DJI, which is the most popular drone manufacturer, mm -hmm. uh, they had a box. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that the local airport near me had, had uh, this box that would detect whenever you, you launched your DJI drone, even if you just launched it inside your garage. Wow. And um, there was uh, some identifying information so they could track you down if you wanted to. Uh, so even without those more restrictive regulations, they had a way of tracking your drone. And so, um, so anyways, uh, in Santa Monica, I don't know exactly what happens. If you fly a drone against the rules mm -hmm. in Santa Monica, I don't mm -hmm. know what happens to you, if anything. I don't know if they enforce it. I just don't know. It's a good question. I'm I'm sure there are articles about this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is a very interesting thing because a long time ago, actually, I worked on a 360 camera campaign back in 2017. So, Was that with Insta360? Yeah, it's, it, it's not. It, it's called Opix360. But we, I, um, because Insta360... Uh, was our competitor so <clears throat> i oh, bought okay. it and i i took a lot of shots of uh of using uh insta 360 uh during that time i think uh, we are trying to shoot some uh, 360 videos uh on santa monica beach and we have get we have to get all the regulations done uh we need to sign the paper and rent you know a few hours or per day and which is like a few thousand dollars for a professional camera to show up or a professional crew to show up on the Santa Monica beach. Yeah, they have do, a specific license. Yeah. Right. If you do professional, I've run into this myself. Yeah. If you do professional photography on Santa Monica beach, meaning mm -hmm. if you look like you've got a professional camera, yeah, shot, right. uh, then they will stop you and you have to have a permit. And in order to get the permit, you have to have a uh, half a million dollars in liability insurance uh -huh. and, um, and then they charge you for the permit. Uh, the liability insurance alone costs you about $1,200 a year. In fact, mm -hmm. I had a uh, a musical performer who's, who's, whose agent wanted me to <clears throat> shoot her on the beach. Uh, it was just going to be too complicated. You want to shoot in the middle of the day, which is mm -hmm. complicated enough. Um, and um, because of the direct sunlight causing all kinds of shadow problems and so forth. Uh, so I didn't do it, but um, that's what you have to do to to get your permit to to shoot down there. Yeah, right. So I I, I think this is a very interesting area, and uh, since you know, uh, what's the you know boundary between the government secret or people's privacy versus the the art or the creation, right? Or no. yeah, or technology, right? 
So yeah, so you see drum is very convenient and the art is beautiful or the video is beautiful. However, um, is that more important for for people to use drone to shoot whatever they like or versus people's privacy or government's privacy, right? And in the future, when I see a lot of, you know, um, um, metaverse or virtual world article, I'm thinking about what's the, like, the, the most important thing for government to exist, right? If in the future we live in virtual world or the majority of our time living in virtual world and right now there's... It doesn't really seem there is a formal regulations in virtual world, right? It's more about you know yeah. enterprise trying to uh, you know find out what's the rule. Plus, it's know, hard to do it because you know, like with a drone, mm-hmm. you're flying it in a physical location, which mm-hmm. is uh, with the metaverse, it could be anywhere. So, who yeah. has jurisdiction over it? That's going to be one of the big issues. Yeah. Is if somebody creates rules. Mm-hmm. How on earth are you going to enforce them? And in what court would you enforce them and, and all that? Yeah. And I saw a bunch of, you know, like a, a lot of scam, um, you know, cryptocurrency, Web3 or blockchain or a lot of stuff right. just because it's all digi- digital and there's no liability or, you know, there's no ownership and uh, the the duty or who who needs to be responsible for this. And it's unknown and there's nobody. So that's why there's a lot of loophole. Um, t- for people to commit crime or you know take advantage of it so yeah so this is still a very interesting area to explore yeah so I mean the drone is amazing it's and I don't know maybe in the future the 360 video and will become you know the 360 scamming of the you know 3, uh, 3d world right for example well, I, I, I you have I, to get permission to to do the flight so um mm-hmm. I mean, so there are right now in the U.S. There's a fair amount of regulations about the drones. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing, though. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I will share like a real quick, uh, the news. Uh yeah. I, I think today's news I want to share is that and and Kyle, in the future, feel free to share anything you you kind of see very interesting. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is kind of like a open discussion and we just, you know, share what we like and there's no real format. Uh, we just, you know, um, just share what we see, uh, you know, uh, this week. So I, I really like this uh, story or this news. It's called Starbucks Brewing Revolutionary Web3 Experience for its Starbucks Rewards members. Okay, so... In this one is that they are still in the beta, beta, you know, stage. But we all know Starbucks is very good at their or very uh, pioneer uh, at their uh, royalty program, right? I remember I downloaded uh, Starbucks app a long time ago before I purchased my 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 own coffee machine. I I used to drink uh, Starbucks coffee. And the thing about it is that I have to collect a lot of stars, right? They have like a, a stuff. Once you scan your barcode and get a few, uh, you know, Starbucks stars and in the big cups and they have a progress bar and you can, uh, you know, accumulate those stuff and in exchange of in-store gifts, for example, like a big cups, right? And which allows you to deduct a few 
few dollars or a few cents every time when you refill or something or you know some cups or some notebooks right uh, or you know you can in exchange of free drinks so this is kind of something that I think is very interesting that using web3 as a uh, you're rewarding programs instead of just uh, an app that accumulate, you know, stars every time you you purchase. And they are uh, exploring the Web3 types of, um, you know, royalty program that allows uh, the customer to play to, to earn, right? So imagine if they have a lot of NFT, right? And people start engaging uh, a lot of activities on their, you know, Web3 platforms. Uh, actually, they have a wedding list and I joined wedding. I mean, you, you need to join it and you can see a lot of interesting stuff. So Starbucks, um, I think it's, it, it's called Starbucks Odyssey Experience. So pretty much uh, they are leveraging Web3 technology and allows uh, their royalty program or their you know customers to access the experience of ownership right through that uh, gamified experience so pretty much they can uh, you know uh, they will join a journey and once they complete the journey within a digital collectible um, uh, they will get you know journey stamp right so uh, I think this is a very interesting way of uh, doing things because you see they got NFT and all those stuff can in exchange of, you know, some rewards. So yeah, so some people even said that this type of experience will be the future of, uh, you know, Web3 integration for the big brands, right, for their royalty program. Uh, I would say it's through storytelling, gamification, and royalty program, marketing, branding, and the combination of, you know, with the high technology. Yeah, so... I am looking forward to see and to play, uh, you know, um, Starbucks uh, royalty programs. Any any concept or any feedback for this uh, royalty program? Feel free to unmute yourself. I think it's interesting to see, you know, concrete examples of businesses doing things like this. You know, doing something that that makes money for them using the metaverse. Yeah, right now, I, I think a lot of people's metaverse is more like a, um, you know, um, I would say more conceptual and not many real usage. But I would say uh, Roblox, right? Roblox, a few days ago, we talked about that. A lot of kids, they want their allowance to be Robux instead of the real USD dollars because they can, you know, purchase a lot of cool, you know, uh, uh, you know. Uh, they can style their, their 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 avatars, right? So yeah, so this is a, another very interesting article. It's on MIT Technology Review. The, the title is called The Metaverse Fashion Styles Are Here. So yeah, um, in this article, it talks about, uh, we all know that fashion, right? Fashion, it seems like, um, yeah, a, a little bit of high-end and uh, expensive and only a certain people are very interested in fashion. But I think um, just by digitize all those fashions uh, to metaverse, it makes fashion more approachable, right? 
as before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really focus on fashion or something. And I think anything fashion seems very expensive. But think about your digital avatar, right? And if things down to the 3D model or digital version, I think it might be affordable and people can, you know, it's like a Bobby doll, right? People can, you know, get a lot of accessories to their, um, um, yeah, to their avatars. For, for example, like Forever 21 um, merge with the Roblox, right? So you can see a lot of interesting 3D combination or fashion. And it's just like a $60 or, you know, like any dollars that is affordable for your avatar to dress fashionably, right? So yeah, it's like, you know, a, a, an affordable price and people can, uh, you know, collect uh, their their dress. The interesting thing is that metaverse seems like it's a, uh, um, some people are trying to build it or some company trying to build it out of nowhere, but some people are building it from their existing customers. So I think uh, those types of from the existing customers, for example, like Roblox, right? I think those are more, um, yeah, more sustainable. So for example, like kids can purchase something that is affordable and get a lot of really cool accessories to decorate their their own avatar. So I think this is, yeah, this is another new, you know, digital fashion trend. Any thoughts, comments, feel free to share. I'm just sort of interested in uh, how they digitally capture the fashions. Um, and I, I don't know if they deal with things like how the fabric hangs and, and, and so forth and around. Um, that's sort of an interesting area to me. Yeah, I think if you see dress X, dress X has a lot of... Um, um, uh, I would say something that is outside of materials and uh, uh, something that is not even possible to exist in real world, right? Something flying or something, you know, like this types of dress, right? It's impossible for people to wear in reality, right? Uh, yeah, like a dragon. Just think that this might cost a lot of money in real world, but it, it's possible to happen in um virtual world so yeah so yeah you see yeah so i would say maybe this is something that is open our imagination and uh, for people to collect yeah i mean to be honest with you i personally uh, maybe i'm a little older i think it's fine that i dress really not so cool. <laughs> I mean, you see like a lot of Silicon Valley's, um, you know, uh, CEO, right? Like Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, they just wear one t-shirt and the same t-shirt forever, right? I don't know if that is why we need to have so many dress that cost so much money and uh, in digital world that doesn't even, you know, uh, protect your body or <laughs> Give yourself warm why I need to buy this. But it's just for me. I'm more practical. But for a lot of kids, they probably want to look cool, right? Look different. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's for for more the kids, like the younger 
like hmm. girls, and you know, they really enjoy all this for the yeah. younger target market. Yeah, they definitely yeah. enjoy. It. Yeah, well, I'm wearing an actual 360 degree Mona Lisa T-shirt, so it's oh, that's interesting. She shows up by herself. That's interesting. <laughs> and Zoom detect Mona yeah. Lisa than your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there's some face detection going on there. Yeah. Um, so it's on the back as well. So mm -hmm. that's an actual real physical T-shirt. Yeah. I yeah. The interesting thing about um, what's the definition of the clothes, right? Before we thought that clothes is kind of like you know warm our body, and you know the material is probably you know help us to cover our body or you know give some social status. Now it transfer to a digital avatar. And uh, yeah, I think the protecting body, this part might be, you know, uh, get, get, get rid of. But uh, the showing the social status part might <clears throat> still remain. So maybe kids, you know, they want to, it's like a Barbie doll, right? They want to, um, and since all the kids is hanging there, they want their, you know, they want their self looks cool and, I think when when we were younger, we are seeking for social approval, right? We want to be cool. We want to be the lead. We want to look cool. We want people's respect. But when we get old, I feel like that is kind of we we are we we gain more self confidence and uh, all those stuff kind of uh, slowly fade away. <laughs> you're just too tired to deal with all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh my god, I need to. Where all those, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe kids, right? Kid, kid, kids are still exploring the world, still, you know, seeking for people's approval. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. There, there was a Doctor Who episode about something similar to this, mm -hmm. where um, he and his, his sidekick went to a church. Mm -hmm. And it was a church in space. And and. This particular church, um, when you went into the church, it would automatically put clothes on you uh, that were imaginary clothes. Everyone else, when they looked at you, they would see these clothes, uh, but you weren't actually wearing anything at all. And so, um, so Doctor Who has already covered this. So sort of ahead of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think. Yeah, Roblox and uh, all those interesting fashion. It's for us to learn like um, the social behaviors of human beings. Because, um, you know, once kids, they are well fed, right? Now really worry about anything and they start seeking for something that is more spiritual or, you know, more self-satisfaction through uh, their digital avatar. Yeah. So, yeah. Long time ago, when we were kids, we play physically with other kids, right? So we don't really need all those stuff. But if imagine if, um, you know, all the kids they play virtually and they have uh, virtual avatars, they might want to, you know, look cool and uh, you know, uh, make sure all the kids thinks they are cool, right? So I think that 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 makes sense for you know our the young young youngster, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think now, yeah, so this is today's news, and let's see what well, what else, yeah, more, um, there's another news called Wendy's 
to open virtual reality Wendyverse restaurant April second. So, uh, in this news, it talks about uh, uh, Wendy's Co. Cooperation is team up with Meta's Horizon World, and they are creating Wendyverse restaurant. Right. So in Wendy's restaurant, if you see, oh, yeah, if you see the trailer, you can see,、um, you know, people can play. Looks a little weird, but、uh, they can play some small games and probably, you know, win some, you know,、uh, actual food while playing around the, you know, the the little game that Wendy's provide. Right. So yeah. So. Um, it's really interesting that、uh, people start exploring the, the you know storytelling enterprise start exploring storytelling in the so-called digital world and creating more customer、uh, engagement and、uh, some potential royalty program or play to earn those types of、uh, experience. Yeah. So yeah, more and more you know branding in digital world will comes up.、Uh, it just The matter of where they they put their you know、uh, world right. I think I don't know. I think you know some people partner with other company and some people just create their own. And、uh, all the you know I feel like all the all the brands they are just throw little money and trying to testing out whether things works or not and trying to learn from their success experience and and build build more. Yeah. Any thoughts comments? Do they deliver? Does Wendy's deliver? Oh, deliver! I think so. As part of the brand is offering a sausage or bacon, eggs, cheese, biscuits for one dollar by app or in the restaurant. So yeah, so I think I think this is already happening. The Horizon Wendy verse, right? And then yeah,、uh, for more people to、uh, explore. And to play to earn the you know sausage and bacon eggs, right? I wonder、so. if there will be people inside Wendy's wearing their you know VR slash AR headset、mm-hmm. and eat while they're eating their hamburgers. Ah,、uh, yeah. I mean, that will be pretty cool. And <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that it's normal to wear. <laughs> Oculus Quest, or、uh, yeah, where you know, or Quest Pro or Vive Focus. If you want to see, I I, I think I have another news regarding to、uh, Vive Focus. Yeah, so we can go here.、Um, this news is on Z ZDNet ZDNet, and the title is called Meetings in the Metaverse. Our experience with HTC Vive Sync. So pretty much, HTC Vive they start their meeting metaverse, and they are going to rent their、um, their equipment、uh, and all those types of sensors to enterprise. So you can see like oh, getting start right, and you can edit your avatar, and it's all business driven. So you can have a video call there, and also you know the、um, you know more like. Business too, which is great because I, ever since I work remotely, I haven't really wear anything formal.、Uh, usually, it's just pajama, right? <laughs> so yeah, so this is pretty cool, and、uh, 
yeah, they are renting out Vifocus 3 headsets in, you know, the more like business set meeting. So for example, if you are enterprise, you want to, you want to, you know, have, you know, for example, one user and you rent this or 10 users or 20 users and they have different perks. For example, if you want like facial tracking, eye tracking, right? And also enterprise plan per year, right? So it's kind of like uh, the meeting experience for enterprise to meet remotely. Yeah, and the price is not cheap. It's, you see, like hardware, software total, it's around 2000 So yeah, so this is like a subscription base for, um, you know, people to meet uh, very uh, formally in enterprise place. So yeah, and it allows people to collaborate uh, remotely with more professional settings. So I think this is kind of a really good model for retention or, you know, to recur getting recurring um, um, you know, incomes for, you know, for those metaverse or uh, business settings. Any thoughts, comments? It does seem like a lot of money. Yeah, and I don't know. I yeah. How much, how much does their headset cost? I think their headsets is probably thirteen, thirteen hundred. And you see, add a bunch of things live. So if you if you just buy it outright, it's thirteen hundred dollars. I think so. Let's take a look. Buy focus, right? Yeah, thirteen hundred. Right. And uh, but you still need, you know, some. Hand tracking, uh, remote collaboration, right? Yeah. Does the eye tracking come with it when you pay the $1,300 to buy it outright? As far as I know, Quest Pro, it has the eye tracking and facial tracking already come with it. I don't really know about Vive. Let's take a look. Stay cool. Immersive 3D spatial audio. Yeah, that's in VR a second focus it doesn't seem like it so far mm. when I see it and it looks very similar to yeah see yeah there's no facial or so you yeah. have to that. yeah you need to have you see specs right um yeah overview yeah, I don't see any, you know, control-free hands, safety mode, solely foundation, collaboration. Yeah, collaboration, you need to rent a place, right? Visualization, local learning, education, therapy, rehab. Yeah, 5K is fine. Uh, yeah, this is all good. It's not like impressive, but uh, all those features are normal. Yeah, yeah. I think the facial tracking and the lip syncing, um, you need to pay extra to get the tracker. Now that's so, just software, isn't it? There's no hardware involved in that? Yeah, I think you might need a hardware in order to track. You need extra cameras or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's very expensive. I, I'd rather use Zoom. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So any other news you want to share? I think those are for today. I think today we learned a lot, like from, from James, right? Yeah, a lot of cool, you know, 360 uh, tutorials teach us how to uh, create a cool drone video shoot. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. And hopefully see you all uh, next Saturday. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.